Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Tom Tabler. He is Extension Poultry Specialist at Mississippi State University. Good to see you again, Tom. Thank you, good to be here. You know, the big headline in the poultry industry has been antibiotic-free. I think more than 50% of the broiler flocks are now being raised without antibiotics. Consumers say they like that. The poultry companies seem like they're doing well, making the transition. But how is it going for a lot of the independent contractors that you work with, the contract growers? Because when we're looking at antibiotic-free, we're looking at maybe longer downtimes in between flocks. We're looking at uh, lower stocking densities. What kind of impact is that having on their bottom line? Well, it, it is a challenge for companies and growers both to try to go an antibiotic-free route. P part of the issue being that whenever you go from, let's say, an antibiotic program to an antibiotic-free or an NAE program, what was clean before or what we considered clean before is not clean anymore. Everybody is going to have to do a better job from, from the pullet grower to the breeder grower to the hatchery folks to the broiler grower. That little bit of antibiotic that folks used to use in the hatchery and that little bit of antibiotic that folks used to put in the feed covered up a lot of, let's say, less than stellar management practices. And now, things that we might could have gotten away with back then, we cannot get away with anymore. Just because that chicken under an NAE program or an antibiotic-free program cannot be stressed to any great level. So again, like you say, companies have gotten around that by decreasing the stocking density, putting fewer birds in the house, stringing out the downtime a little bit, maybe instead of 14 days, we're now looking at 18 days, 20 plus days, something like that. And that does help the chicken, and it does help the challenge that that bird receives, but it's also difficult for individual contract producers because if they don't have as many chickens in the house anymore, they're not going to sell as many pounds. And if they have longer downtimes that they have to tolerate, they may lose a flock of chickens over the course of a year, let's say. So that's basically hard on those folks to try to compensate for that lost amount of weight they're going to sell or for that lost flock of chickens they used to sell that they might not sell now. I don't know yet that we figured out just exactly what the solution is. You know, what, what companies tend to do is, and, and they have kind of begun to figure this out over time, that the companies that have done it the longest have kind of got their program in place and they know now what works. But there's a transition period from the time you shift until the time you overcome that shift, let's say, that it's, it's very difficult for the grower, it's very difficult for the integrator because a lot of things are going to change. And companies that, that don't think far enough ahead and plan far enough ahead and understand that we're going to have to send cleaner eggs to the hatchery, we're going to have to clean that hatchery better to try to improve that chick's chances once it gets out there in the field. If we vaccinate for coxie, and we do not use coccidiostat in the feed, how are we going to deal with out there 14, 15 days, maybe a coxie break, or maybe a coxie break that turns into necrotic enteritis by 18, 19 days. Again, there's a, there's a microbial population in that litter all the time. And not all the microbes in litter are bad. There's good bacteria and bad bacteria that live in the litter inside a chicken house. 
Whenever someone switches from an antibiotic to an antibiotic-free program, let's say, that microbial population is going to shift. It's going to change a little bit because it's not getting exposed to the same things it was exposed to before. So as that is happening and as that is transitioning, everybody is going to have to be a little more cautious of how they do their management program, a little bit more aware that eggs have got to be cleaner, hatcheries have got to be cleaner. We've got to do a better job from one end to the other end to try to help ensure that a grower doesn't have any more issues with disease or problems than what they absolutely have to because again, it's going to be a challenge until we figure out just exactly how to make that process work. And a lot of education goes with that too and I guess that's where you come in. Well, partly where I come in. I, I'm, I'm no smarter than anybody else and, and my crystal ball is no better than anybody else's. But the more companies that begin to switch and make this transition and the more things that I see that these guys tried and this is what happened or these guys tried something a little different and this is what happened, I just kind of gather stuff up and, and piecemeal things together and see what works, what doesn't work, and then the, the independent contractors that I talk to, I can kind of explain to those folks, you know, this has been tried and it didn't work as well as we thought, or this has been tried and yeah, we got pretty good results to it. Again, every company has their own program on how they do things. And I don't try to, you know, manipulate their program or try to tell growers to do something different than what their company is recommending. But I can talk to individual company members, whether it's the service techs, whether it's the grow out managers, whether it's the hatchery managers, whoever. I can talk to independent growers and say, look, this is some of the things that maybe not necessarily only in Mississippi that we're seeing, but in other regions of the country that chickens are grown in, these are things that companies have tried. This is what they liked. This is what they didn't like. So again, the more knowledge you have and the more ideas that you can get from one place or another that can help folks kind of understand what works and what doesn't work or things to look for down the road that if you try this, be looking for this a week from now or two weeks from now. And if you see that, you know, get a hold of that service tech or your broiler manager and say, hey, I'm seeing something that may or may not be a good thing. Yeah. And I would think also that, you know, aside from the reduced income that might be associated with longer downtimes or lower stocking rates, are these producers also being asked to upgrade, let's say, the ventilation uh, in their buildings uh, to accommodate antibiotic-free production? Depending on how their operation is managed, how old it is, you know, where the gaps may be, it may be something that they are asked to do, and it may be something that to their benefit they should consider. One thing about most farmers, not just chicken farmers, but farmers in general, they tend to think fairly short term. They think, how much money have I got in my pocket today that if I needed to spend money on something, how much can I afford? A lot of times farmers don't see the big picture. A year down the road, five years down the road, how much this is going to benefit them. So a lot of times it's, it's a sales job in terms of what's going to work, what you can expect to see, how much profit you're going to make down the road, even though, yeah, you may have to initially invest some money right now, you're going to get a fairly fast payback on that because you're going to see X amount of improvement either in weight gain, feed efficiency, you know, drier floors, a better environment inside that house, and anything you can do to lessen 
the stress that's on that chicken is going to be a good thing because stress in an in a antibiotic-free or an NAE program is one of the biggest challenges we're going to have to figure out. So how you manage that stress and whatever you have to do to lessen that stress is going to be beneficial to you. And I guess managing not just the stress on the birds, but the stress on the contract growers themselves. It goes themselves. both ways, yes. Because most farmers that have fairly new houses or have remodeled recently and are still making payments to someone, whether it's the bank or whoever, have somebody over, looking over their shoulder waiting on that next flock to sell so they can get their payment too. So yeah, it's not only stressful for the chickens, it's stressful for everybody involved. It's stressful for the grower themselves. It's stressful for the company personnel that they grow birds for. It's stressful for the bankers that loan that money because they're worried about whether or not they're going to be able to get their money back or not. One big ripple effect. It is. Okay. We've been talking to Tom Tabler. He is Extension Poultry Specialist at Mississippi State University. Thanks again, Tom. You betcha. Thank you.